Welcome and happy Thursday, everyone. It is time for the Safer Social Media Show. On the Safer Social Media Show, we talk about how we as individuals can gain the ability to take a more critical look at what we see online and become more selective about how we use that information and how that leads to freedom of disinformation. So we are going to talk about safer social media and our focus today is an interview with um, Karen Kay, an online activist for a better debate around social media culture. Don't go away, we'll be back in just a moment. Hello again, and welcome to the Safer Social Media Show. I'm your host, Brigitte Limbanda. I am a global Goodwill ambassador and a live streaming advocate. I started my career as a live streamer, raising awareness about the water crisis in South Africa. I produce and host online shows like this and lead conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and authors. And my co-host is Alison Diamond. Alison is a sociologist and a social media enthusiast who's concerned about disinformation and malicious behavior. And she likes to focus on finding user-based solutions. And we found a synergy and we decided to do this show together. So I am in Cape Town in South Africa and Alison is in the USA. So if you are joining us, welcome to the show. Please do tell us in the comments where you are joining us from. It's great to know where in the world you are. Alison, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm really excited about our interview with Karen. Uh, she will be, as I've been talking about all week, um, talking about her group, I Am Here, and how they counter hatred on um, social media. And some of that is through comment sections and um, other places where people tend to pile on the hatred and the intolerance. Yes, so it was it was lovely having an, this conversation with her, and um, because she wasn't available today, we pre-recorded the interview. So we're going to share that with the audience, but um, we would love to engage in conversation while we are sharing this pre-recorded interview. And I want to say hello to Sher Jones, who's just joined us from Toronto in Canada. Welcome to the show. Welcome. So I'm looking, yes, so I'm looking forward to sharing this with you all and do pop us questions because we will be right here. So our guest today is Karen Kay. She is an online activist for a better debate culture in social media and has been active in the Civil Courage Initiative. I'm here since the early 2017. 
volunteer work during the refugee crisis in 2016 and seeing the people arriving in Europe firsthand, listening to their stories of other volunteers and their work, the rise of anti-refugee sentiment in the comment sections led her to feel that she needed to do something about hate. And that ties in very well with our messaging of safer social media, isn't it, Alison? Definitely. I'm very excited to have her here. Yes, I am too. So shall we invite her onto the show? Yes, indeed. Hi. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. How are you? And welcome to the show. I'm fine. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled. What a pleasure. It is a huge honor to have you today. Um, we're going to jump right in, Karen. Tell us what led to the I Am Here movement and how did you get involved? Yes, um, it started in 2016 in Sweden, actually, where a journalist named Mina Dennat um, noticed ra racist comments um, in, her, in her feed. She noticed friends were posting racist stuff, and then she started to follow that thread and found herself um, on, on racist and anti-immigrant pages and started commenting there. And uh, she was all on her own, and she felt under attack and, and very helpless. And then she started asking her friends to help her out. And, and that basically that was the beginning of it all. Um, and now the Swedish group is 75,000 people strong um, and has groups all over Europe. Um, I think the second largest group is the German group. Um, they are 45,000 members strong. Um, the German founder of that group um, has Swedish friends and they told him about the group. He contacted Mina. And um, that's basically how it starts when you, you just you start talking about it and then people are fed up of reading reading all those, that, those hate comments. Um, and if they find something they can connect with, um, they, they, feel, they feel relieved. And um, that's how I got into the uh, into the uh, I am here groups. I started in the German group. Um, lots of friends of mine were uh, volunteers during the refugee crisis, as was I. Um, people got attacked for that. People who had spoken out publicly, and um, there just was a need to to come together and, and counter that. So I started in the German group and then uh, I saw um, somebody asking for help to start the English group. And uh, when we started, we were, I, I think, under 100 people. And um, um, <clears throat> because I, I grew up all over the world, I have family in England, I have family in the States, I grew up in Africa. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of felt that I felt very comfortable to do something on an international scale or in an international environment. Um, so I started helping out um, in the English group. And for some reason, now I'm a moderator and administrator. <laughs> um, that kind of happened. And um, yes, we, 
we were very small for a long time and we we realized that you can only have an impact or you only get noticed if you reach a certain size, which we have now uh, reached thanks to uh, the Guardian article. Uh, um, I think, I believe that was in February and there was another nice uh, radio and video piece on the BBC in June, I believe. And uh, we have grown to a size where, where we are noticed and uh, people see our hashtag in the comment sections and contact us and want to join us. And we've actually had um, people contacting us to say thank you um, um, if we, if we um, support them. There was a, um, a trans woman uh, who had, the, the Daily Mail was reporting on her and uh, she was receiving lots of hate in the comment section. And uh, we went in there to support her and, and counter the hate speech. And it was really nice because um, she reached out to us and joined us and, and uh, gave us a big thank you. So Can you explain a little bit more? about that, what your group actually does. That was a great example. So what does that look like from the outside? Um, basically, you, you scan, excuse me, <laughs> um, we scan uh, mainstream news um, pages on Facebook. Um, we're, we're restricted to Facebook. Um, and uh, we check uh, the comment sections for hate. And obviously there's certain topics that trigger people. There's uh, uh, LGBTQI topics, there's uh, um, refugees. Um, those are just trigger topics and you just know you're gonna find something in there. And um, it doesn't really matter if it's the BBC, the Guardian or the Daily Mail or, or whatever. Um, but uh, those are those are topics where we usually find the hate. Um, among other things, there's lots of misogyny too. And yes, then we um, um, we ask our members to to scan the, these these pages, and they let us know if they find something awful. Um, they post it into our group, and if it's really bad, if it's really vile, then we'll call an action and um, ask our members to get in there and, and uh, balance the comment section. What we don't do is we never tell our members what to say. Um, what we do say is, listen, this is the issue. Um, we've got a comment section. It's about immigrants and there's lots of racism, Islamophobia, whatever. Um, let's, let's put in some balance and, and let's you know, give people some facts because often enough people just state stuff without any facts. So um, we, we offer facts and statistics and stuff like that. And um, um, yeah, that's, that's what we do. I like that it's non-aggressive. So instead of taking um, the perpetrators head on and getting into possible confrontation with them, you're trying instead to drown out the positive with the negative or to create balance at best. Yes, what we, we what we don't do is we we, we don't do name calling. Um, we never try to be superior. Um, we try to use simple language, um, and um, we don't want to be condescending. What we do is like we'll ask you what 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 are, what is your opinion based on? Do you have any facts? Can you can you give me can you give me any statistics? Where do you have that number from, or why are you claiming this? Um, like we'll we'll. Um, ask a question um, and um, 
people don't always answer these questions and then you know um, that um, they were just saying something they picked up somewhere. Um, right. yeah. or, or they'll, they'll um, um, you know, give you statistics from certain uh, sources you know are not trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a wonderful approach as well. Um, as the admin and moderator, um, what do you, what's, what's a typical day like for you, at least for the, uh, in terms of the group? Yeah, well, we've got, uh, I think, 12 moderators now, and um, we have the week divided. Everybody has a day, or we've got like two people for each day of the week. And we've got some people who um, um, scan new member requests. We do have to um, look at people people's profiles and check them and make sure that um, they are not trolls um, who will uh, harm the group, which sadly happens. Um, so we scan people's pages. That's one part of, of a moderator's job um, to keep our space safe um, because people do expose themselves within our group and we it's our, our obligation to keep members safe. Um, and um, yeah, we scan the news um, most of the time. We're, we're constantly on Facebook checking checking media pages. In the morning, we, we have an open post and we ask members to, to give us suggestions if they found something. Mm -hmm. And um, if something is really, really bad, um, we, um, we start an action and um, tell people, get in there, there's lots of, hate in there help us mm -hmm. is there an educational component I'll, I'll send it to projecty after this but is there a an educational component okay to this oh that's my siri okay siri wanted to answer your question um, but uh, the question i had is if i were a part of the group is there an educational component to it so for the transgender woman for example uh, would there be a little bit of education for members and kind of to help us before we go? Yes. Um, well, what we what we do is that we have a collection of information that people can look up on. Um, we try to keep that up to date, which is also part of our work. Um, and yes, we we ask members to help us um, find the, the find the information. So so we can you know obviously um, you you can't be informed on every topic. Um, there's so many different aspects of the refugee crisis, be it the U.S. Mexican border, be it the situation in in the Mediterranean, or if we happen to be on an Australian page, you know, it's, a, it's it's a different. You just need to know different things. And so we, we do offer information, which we try to keep up to date, yes. Why would you say, um, Karen, is the reason for Facebook's failure to step up to the plate and solve this issue? Because it's their platform. Yeah, um, I believe it's just plain manpower. Um, the algorithm is not smart enough to find certain certain things because uh, um, AI has problems filtering out bias or certain spins of things. Um, it can filter out clear cut things, but 
uh, if you need context, AI gets difficult. Uh, so, so the algorithms can't filter that out. And I'm not quite sure if I have the numbers right, but I think they have 30,000 um, moderators who, who scan the vast amount of, of posts people put online on Facebook every day, worldwide, 24 seven. And um, I might be wrong, but I think it's uh, 30,000 people. Um, doing that and if, if you just think about how many people post stuff every day, <laughs> um, it's, it's just not doable. So um, yeah. I think it's, it must be a joint effort. I think, or it's, I'm, I'm convinced that the media needs to step up their game. Um, if you have a, a, a page, you can set certain filters um, and certain algorithms and, and uh, that filter stuff out. Um, we know of pages who, who are moderated where, where the comment section is a much safer place. Um, but uh, obviously to have um, online or social media editors is very expensive. Um, so, um, I think the media is just saving money. Um, they just want click. Um, their headlines are, are just, just clickbait, so all they want is clicks, and uh, they they don't have the money to to have online editors to to filter out the really bad stuff. And this is not about censoring. This is just illegal stuff um, that is not covered by free speech. Uh, you know, obviously we endorse free speech, and we don't want uh, we uphold free speech, and we don't want censorship. But um, there's just a limit to, or there's a there's a, a line that needs to be drawn, and um, there's certain things you just can't say because it's hate speech, and, and hate speech uh, is illegal. You know, I've I've got a bit of a personal bone there with hmm? with Facebook um, in terms of of what you just said, and I totally agree with you. I know that they have said that they've employed 30,000 more people. Um, but Alison and I were talking about this in another episode, and we were saying that, uh, for example, I mean, they're in control of the algorithms, and I get that there's only so much they can do. But, for example, we talked about how they have manipulated um, the way we respond on social media by conditioning us to like and share, for example. We mm -hmm. talked about that. And they've changed the algorithm so now they kind of moved away from this like and share mentality and somehow they've been able to adjust the algorithm so that if you now use the word like and share in your speech and in your text, they use the algorithm to, de to demote your content. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking if they've got that kind of power, surely they've got the power to manipulate um, and filter out hate speech because there are specific and words, as you said, that trigger those hate speech conversations? Um, I think they could do more, um, mm -hmm. definitely. And uh, that was uh, Mark Zuckerberg once said, um, I don't know, was it in front of Congress where he urged governments to um, um, be stricter or get, uh, in, yeah, um, write stricter laws? And I was like, 
you know, do your job first, but probably it probably has to be done from all kinds of sides. The governments need to do something. Facebook or social media in general needs to do something. It's not like YouTube and Twitter are doing such a great job either. Right. And the LinkedIn has issues as well, uh, which I wasn't aware of. Um, and so, so these big social media companies, I think they're shying away of their responsibility. Absolutely. Um, I think, I think though that they are so far behind, it'll be hard to catch up. And until they catch up, um, I think we need, um, civil society to do a part two and, and, um, that's us. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. I, I really like the grassroots approach. One thing that Vijeti and I have talked about on Safer Social Media is that we have waited too long for platforms to come up with their own uh, solutions. And now it's time for us to come up with our own that, uh, you know, a grassroots effort that is peaceful, but still like what you're doing, um, even, I mean, counterbalancing what you know, the hateful language is saying, I think is, is really, <laughs> I, I mean, it's genius in my opinion. I think that's a genius approach. So um, I, I guess what I would ask you is how do you measure success? Um, basically by the response we get from people who want to be members in our group. And um, sometimes we get thank yous. And um, we have had um, media contact us um, and ask us for help too. Um, you know, we, we're, being, um, we're being drowned or we're drowning in, um, in hate speech. Can you please come in and help us? So that has happened. So, um, and in Germany uh, today, um, um, the social media team of a police, of, of a, um, yeah, police, not a police station, but the uh, social media team of, of a certain part of Germany's police um, contacted the group and, and said, listen, you guys really helped us here. So um, people contact us and say, thank you. So we're doing something right. Uh, what we don't have is numbers, but um, we have reactions of people. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love hearing about this. And so if, if people want to get involved in I Am Here, um, how do they do that? Um, they search for the hashtag I Am Here on Facebook, and then they come to our page. And if they want to be a member, they'll have to answer two really easy questions, and then we'll have a look at the questions, what did they, what did they answer? We'll have a look at their profile, and if they are not bots, and if they are not obvious trolls, we'll let them in. And it doesn't matter if you're conservative, if you're extremely religious, um, if you're if you're black, if you're white, if you're brown, uh, whatever. It doesn't really matter who you are. Um, we have people from all walks of life. We have young people. We have old people, um, and that's what it's all about. Um, so um, this group is basically for everyone. We're, we're, we're um, mainstream and uh, we just, we, yeah, we want to offer a safe space for, for the average Joe, average Jane, um, who, who are really frustrated about what they see uh, on social media. 
I've got one last question for you, um, Karen. What would you say is your biggest challenge and how could media, how could the public and how could the platforms assist you to solve it? Um, I don't know, it's, it's, the challenge is the frustration. Um, I've been doing this for over two years now and uh, sometimes it's really repetitive. <laughs> um, it's, the, it's the same, the same hate arguments you see, no matter if you're in the German group, in the French group, in the Italian group, um, in the Canadian group, wherever, you know, you have the same, um, the same hate with the same arguments and uh, the challenge is not to give up and not just not, not to be frustrated and, and to, keep, to, to keep going. And so what we do is we encourage our members to take a break every now and then. And uh, sometimes we'll just have a silly post. Uh, we had one which was fun. Um, it was about women who didn't shave their armpits and were dyeing their armpit hair. And <laughs> believe it or not, that was enough cause for lots of hate. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, uh, you know, it was lighthearted, and uh, every now and then you need to do something lighthearted. And, and um, yeah, the biggest challenge is not to give up and and um, keep going. Well, you certainly have our support. Um, it's a wonderful idea, and I definitely hope that uh, that more people will join you in that cause. And if they don't join the group, I hope they take the lesson of what you're doing to heart, because we can all make a difference. We, really we can. can, we can. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if I may add, I think um, too many people were taught not to talk about politics and not to have discussions. And I think we all need to learn how to have these discussions about politics, about uncomfortable topics without, we, we haven't learned. And that's why I believe that people resort to violent, hateful language because People have not learned, and um, I hope that with our group we can help people to find their voices um, and have discussions, even on topics they don't agree on, but but uh, in a respectful manner. That's all. That's, that's all we do. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And from me too, Karen. This was awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. And so that was the interview with um, with Karen, and um, she is contactable on the Facebook group I Am Here. So if you've got any direct questions for the, the group I Am Here, and I just want to maybe reiterate how they operate, which is really, really great. So they don't go and attack people um, who engage in hate speech, but what they do is that they... Um, in a very organized manner, they scan social media platforms every single day. And if they find negative posts, they will, as a group, um, go in and they will try and balance out the negativity 
with positive comments and also they will post facts about whatever is being um, discussed and that very often diffuses the situation and they do this individually and nobody tells them what to say um, people are free however they will manage that so people do that on a voluntary individual basis but if there is a huge um, incident that requires a team effort or a group effort, then they will co coordinate that effort to balance out the, the comments. So they never attack people directly. Um, they do it in a very, very organized manner. Yeah, what I like about it is that there is no attacking. They're basically role modeling what a civil conversation could look like amongst people who are disagreeing. That's, I think, one of my favorite aspects about it because it, it's about being peaceful and being able to hear the other side and and being tolerant um, and really overwhelming the hate speech with that kind of language and um, that feeling of uh, you know just acceptance, uh, I it just it really makes a change in that comment section. It goes from nothing but spewed hate and horrible language to something that's civil and kind, even if you don't accept you know, the, the principle of the article itself. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I like about it as well. So we're going to be moving over to um, our Twitter chat for this week. Would you like to share what that's about and how people can um, participate? Um, yeah, we're, we're jumping on this bandwagon that I am here has begun, which is really about the grassroots um, efforts of all of us to combat hate ourselves. Um, as we've always talked about on Safer Social Media, um, a lot of us tend to wait for the platform to come and save us. So Facebook's supposed to get rid of all the hate and Twitter's supposed to be banning people left and right. And, um, and we know that in practice, that's really difficult. It's the users that really have to take a stand because you know we create this environment that we're experiencing every week. We can make it nasty or we can contribute to it being kind and gentle and tolerant. Um, and so that's what I Am Here does. So the questions that we're asking um, are about what we can do for uh, to make that kind of change. And the first question that I have, um, it will post shortly, but um, it says, what is your definition of hate speech? Because it's good to establish what we're dealing with. And not everybody has the same definition. Um, I, I do need to point out that one of the biggest divides between conservative right-wing folk and liberal um, left-wing folk is how they define hate speech. And, um, and the right-wing um, tends to think that they are being targeted for hate speech when they're just voicing their opinion more than um, they feel the left-wing um, is being targeted. So they feel that they're um, tweets and posts are being censored while the other side is not. So it's good to understand where people are coming from, whether you agree with it or not. Um, I think that understanding is crucial. Um, so what would you say, Brigetti, is your definition of hate speech? Well, um, before we continue, Alison, we for some there's some with some technical glitch and we, we we really would like this conversation to go live on Twitter. So we're uh -huh. gonna start a new a new stream. Um, okay. We'll start a new stream so we ensure that this con this 
um, conversation takes place on Twitter as well. So thank you to those of you joining us, and you're welcome to join us in a minute. We'll be we'll start a brand new live stream um, just to share this conversation on Twitter. So thanks everyone, and we will post a new stream shortly.